Welcome back to For the Love of Men podcast. My name is Courtney Shand and I'm hosting with my dear friend, Brianna Mosher. Hi. The intention of the show is to bring together men and women to create healthy, polarized relationship dynamics by learning how to honor each other's natural, masculine, and feminine energetic core. Yes. We have a juicy episode for you today, but before we dive in, I want to introduce you to my friend, Bri, if you're new. Bri is amazing at what she does, which is things. My work is helping really driven, ambitious women embrace their feminine energy, start attracting healthy love from empowered masculine partners, and grow their soul-led businesses. So entrepreneur women, you're driven, you're ambitious, you want to be in your feminine, you want healthy love, you want to grow your business, that is what I do. Along with sex, love, and intimacy, pleasure-related coaching. So if that feels like a wound for you that you want to close and unleash your pleasure. I'm your girl for that. And Courtney's work is very similar, but we are in the best ways so separate and different about our work. Mm-hmm. Courtney, tell the people. Yes. I am a trauma-informed dietitian. I use the generational model to help women heal the stories that they have about their body that keeps them from feeling their best, both mind, body, soul, Um, and general health. So I love bringing the somatic tools that I have learned in the dating and relationship space into how we relate to ourselves physically, um, being able to really handle some of the triggers that come up and come out of our body as we are making changes and really transforming how we appear and how we show up and how we take care of ourselves. That is my jam. Mm, So good. Yes, it will show up in your relationships and really engaging the people around you in creating the healthy lifestyle that you're after. Mm, Brilliant. Thank you. Let's get into it. Yes. But before we do, (laughs) don't forget to follow us on TikTok. (laughs) At For the Love of Men, I just psyched you out a little bit. At For the Love of Men podcast and on Instagram at the For the Love of Men podcast. Courtney's website is CourtneyShan.com. And YouTube. We're on YouTube, too. We're on YouTube. We've got BuildingBree.com. You want to work Mm -hmm. with me, you want to work with Courtney, go to our websites, Mm -hmm. fill out applications. Yes. We're on YouTube now, so you can see our faces while you listen if you would like to, if you've not gotten enough of us. Anything else? Um, I'm going to add a poll to this one. Okay. So we are looking for some Q&A questions. If there is an episode that you're like, man, I really wish they would talk about that, Click on this link in this episode. We are going to be um, receiving your anonymous feedback and putting that into episodes. We haven't done a Q&A in a while. I would love to do a q Please leave. Well, do them anonymously. We yeah. would love your questions. I am so activated by questions. I feel like mm. I do the best coaching when clients ask good questions. Oh, yeah. Specific questions. That's what it helps. Yeah. Mutually beneficial. So and give us context, nuance. That's helpful, too. All the deets. All right. Now that feels good. Okay. Housekeeping done. Done. All right. So today we want to talk about what we need to trust. Mm. The components of trust, especially in difficult situations like, should I stay or should I go? The, the age old, <laughs> one of the hardest, quite, I find with my clients, this is where they struggle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because a lot of the teaching is very black and white and that is helpful to discern um, you know there's options it gives us a clearer contrast of what's available 
And sometimes it can cause us to doubt ourselves and wonder and really waffle between like, uh, is this good enough? Is this not enough? What's Am the... I lowering my standards? Are my standards too high? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do I need to be a little bit more accepting or should they just rise? A hundred percent. And you know what else? We've talked about this in episodes before. The being a driven independent woman kind of, I feel like my standards should be up here and I should have no leeway for anyone to grow or ever get it wrong. Like that teaching that is happening on social media and from well-qualified professionals too. Mm-hmm. We're just telling you, well, hold your standard up high here, up high here, and there's no room for accountability or growth. How do you balance all that? That's what we're going to try to unpack with you today. Yes. Because as we see it, we've talked about this before in episodes where there does seem to be this like tidal shift happening in the generations as generations are progressing we had the you know the boomers the x the millennials and now z Mm -hmm. and they all have their own unique way of doing relationships and sometimes the wisdom that gets passed down gets a little convoluted and doesn't necessarily apply Mm -hmm. two generations later because we're in a different landscape and so we want to navigate that and share some context around how we have how we wrap our minds around it. Mm-hmm. We'll leave you with some thoughts. <laughs> Take it away. Yeah. So when we were talking about this episode before we got started, we were like, what's at the bottom of the stay, should I stay, should I go question yes. really is this sense of trust, being able to trust yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is a broad concept. Mm-hmm. So when we were talking about like, what does that actually mean for me? Trusting myself is the balance between being able to still take care of myself and my needs and stay present in what's actually happening. Being able to act upon the information appropriately Mm -hmm. is for me what allows me to discern self-trust. Do you have any better definitions? Oh, no, I don't have a better definition. No, better. <laughs> They're going to say yes, maybe add. Well, you're, you're making me think of what I hear you saying is stay present where you are, take care of yourself, but also seeing clearly, not through rose-colored glasses, but this is how this person is showing up. This is the dynamic that is at play, not mm-hmm. trying to convince yourself that it's something that it's not. Yes. It's honesty. Yep. Honesty with yourself first. Because how is trust built? <laughs> Through honesty, right? You would say that if we were talking about your masculine partner. Mm -hmm. The only way you would trust him is if he was honest. And the only way you can trust yourself is if you are honest with yourself about those things. When people show you who they are, believe them, right? That's an Mm -hmm. Oprah Winfrey quote. She's so brilliant. Mm -hmm. Uh, Doesn't mean they can't grow. Mm -hmm. That would be the asterisk I would add. But I think Mm -hmm. that was well put. Oh, thank you. So what gets in the way of this phenomenon playing out? Of staying or going. Of trusting yourself. Of trusting yourself. For me, it was about making micro-commitments and following through on them. Mm -hmm. And it had nothing to do with relationship. Like, I trust myself because I've made investments in my business and I've shown up for them. I've made commitments to, like I've talked about with fitness competitions, right? Mm -hmm. I've made those commitments and I've shown up for myself and Mm -hmm. put myself through therapy and I show up for it and I follow through. And if I say I'm going to be over at Courtney's, at this time, 
I'm there. And if I think I'm going to be late, most of the time I will text her. It's not, not all the time, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> if you can do this 90, 95% of the time, you're going to feel pretty confident in your ability to take on challenges and go through things that are difficult. When I find with clients, when they've taken more of a stance of, I'll do it until it gets hard and then I back away, they don't trust themselves. And how could you? Confidence is built from doing hard things and showing yourself that you can get through them. That's how you become confident to take bigger risks and hold space for more expansive growth opportunities like taking on a relationship or investing in a new mentor or coming into coaching and traveling the world, quitting your job. You do that because you've shown up for yourself Mm -hmm. and you decide, I'm a good bet. Mm. I can do this. I trust myself. And even if I fail, I trust myself to figure it out. But that happens with these little things. Say you're going to get up at this time, try your best to do that. Mm. You know? Or a half hour later, whatever. There can be scaffolding around the goal. I think Mm -hmm. we talk about that a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, brilliant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes me also think that in my experience, the, the trusting happens when you celebrate the effort in the same way that when we're building connection with a masculine partner you have to celebrate the effort not the outcome Mm. we might get into this a little further but when you celebrate the effort it puts fuel in the fire you appreciate Mm -hmm. the effort puts fuel in the fire for them to do something with Mm. Um, we can't wait hold the fuel until the fire is built that's not how that works yeah Mm. Well Same said. thing with yourself. Yeah. And then you scaffold it into bigger commitments mm-hmm. to prevent the shame spiral. We could do a whole, honestly, episode on that. Because it's not about, I said I would do it and then I'm going to do it 100% of the time, mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right? That's unrealistic. And it's also unrealistic with your partners. But as Courtney's saying, it's the effort. And can I trust myself to make the best effort possible And if I realize I'm hitting a wall, can I maybe refine the goal or find different ways to support myself? But I'm committed to figuring this out and I'm going to keep showing up for myself. This matters because if you don't trust yourself, you will feel really wobbly when you're in a relationship or dating and they're kind of showing up in a way that's not feeling good, but they kind of are. Because you don't trust yourself, it's going to be very hard to make that decision and follow through on it. You are going to be in a drama circuit either mentally just within your own ping pong like i'm going i'm staying i'm going i'm staying or with them they leave you want them back they you know you leave you want them back whatever that's how you get caught up in it Ooh, yeah yeah yuck not fun that actually (laughs) made me think too because this is the underpinning of self-esteem yeah my therapist defined self-esteem in a way that i thought was so brilliant she said it's Seeing yourself as human enough to be worthy of taking effort on behalf of. Seeing yourself as human enough Mm -hmm. to be worthy of, say it again? To be worthy of taking effort on her behalf or on his behalf. Oh, like I'm a good bet. Yeah, yeah. To have the compassion to say, you're, she's a human. Of course, I'm going to step up for her Mm. or I'm going to step up for him. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. The higher self-esteem gets, the higher self-trust gets, the higher self-esteem gets. And that's, I think, the correlation that we're trying to make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chicken or the egg, right? Yeah. Because I find when I show up for myself and I trust myself more, I actually feel better about myself. Oh, 100%. It builds my self-esteem. 100%. Yeah. This is like people eat better when they're going to the gym. They go to the gym more when they're eating better. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. What gets in the way of 
the staying going, trusting yourself. Let's zoom in a little bit on that one. Okay, I'll speak from personal experience because this feels the easiest and maybe I'll share with you some client transformation stories on it. But I was telling Courtney before the show, I used to be the queen of staying too long in the two serious relationships that I had prior to meeting my current partner. I stayed far too long. I knew it was over. You know, in one dynamic meaning, I just knew he wasn't it. He was a great person, but I knew he wasn't my person, and I stayed. And I pushed down that intuitive feeling of this isn't it. And then another partnership, which I shared before, it was really unhealthy and abusive, and I stayed too long because of an attachment wound and that trauma bond pulling on it. Um, So when I say I get this struggle, (laughs) I have spent more years, all the years I wish I could get back, not trusting myself to make the right decision. Mm -hmm. Mm. And it's different now because I've gone back through and forgiven myself for those parts, you know, and realized, I often say to clients, until you feel the click in your body that it's over, like you just can't come back from it, you will feel that click. Mm-hmm. You'll feel the sense of this this just isn't it and I gotta go and the, you'll get more skilled at it as you date. It's easy to go and go cleanly and not villainize somebody else mm-hmm. or yourself but mm-hmm. just be two puzzle pieces that don't fit mm-hmm. instead of looking for a big issue or wanting there to be a big issue so that you can leave. That's another interesting thing because I, I felt that when I was very young, like high school. Mm-hmm feeling like I'm not allowed to leave so I hope something happens so that I can leave yeah. because I didn't I didn't know how to speak up I didn't know how to communicate my needs again we're talking like 10 years ago yeah um so well, it's more justifiable instead of validating your own experience it's justifiable yes. at that point of like anyone would leave right instead of saying this doesn't feel right for me and that's enough information yeah And the difference now is like when things get hard or we have to work through stuff or there's conflict and, um, you know, we both have hard things in our backgrounds. I trust myself to show up for myself. I trust Mm. myself that I would leave if it got too difficult or I was feeling like it was unhealthy or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why it's easy to stay. Because mm. I, I trust I trust me. I know that I know when it's going to be time. Mm-hmm. But when you're used to over-functioning in a relationship or staying too long, I think, at least for me, I had a while of uh, not trusting myself to leave. So my cutoff game was very strong. Because <laughs> I didn't want to over-function again when I was dating. Does that make sense? Yes. I was like, I don't want to stay too long in this connection, so I'm just going to cut it off at the first sign of a problem because I've been staying too long in the past before I met my current partner. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is getting jumbled, but I hope it's making sense. (laughs) Well, that's a good skill. We were talking about that too. Even in friendships, dating, um, the ability to know when it's time uh, and to take that action, that that Mm -hmm. is the action that you need to take. It's, I mean, I don't know that people ever have 100%. I mean, there are situations where I'm sure it's like, this is pretty obvious. I gotta go. Um, Yeah, but I would say most of the time it's, 60, 70, 80% certainty. Yes. Based on your knowledge of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that can be really difficult because you not only have to be validating your experience and stay attached to yourself, but also seeing things clearly and not mm-hmm. through the lens of your own wounds and your own biases. And like, it's like balancing hope and reality yep. at the same time. That's it's 
it takes a lot. And balancing holding space to grow, you mm-hmm. to grow, them to grow, grow together, mm-hmm. versus how is this person showing up? Mm-hmm. I always say to my clients, the green flag, at least for me, my compass is, is this person aware of the thing I want them to grow on? And are they not only willing to put in that work, but showing me that they're doing that work? Is there a result coming from it? Because, And part of that is knowing your capacity, right? I know I have that capacity. I'm good. I can hold myself. I can hold this person through that. Um, but if you know that you can't, if the issue is too big if it's just not something that you want to hold space for Mm -hmm. you don't have to but what what court is saying is the self-awareness is knowing what you have capacity for and not feeling bad about it if you don't have it Mm -hmm. and not feeling bad about it also if you do have it and you do want to stay and you do want to hold space for their growth Mm -hmm. we were talking about generational differences before Mm -hmm. do you want to talk a little bit about that i feel like you say it so well I've, there was a TikTok that I watched. It was just explaining the generational difference between even the millennial generation and Gen Z and how Gen Z is, um, and the, again, this isn't my like expertise here, so just summarizing, but Gen Z is uh, finding that with the absence of a spiritually-based community, it's easier to get Uh, caught up in pleasure seeking or they have a very low distress tolerance because they are in some ways ungrounded in in some capacities and Mm so she was just saying that this will be interesting to see how this plays out in terms of what structures they develop to replace things like religious practices that Mm -hmm. were historically creating that foundation of um, spiritual groundedness Uh, there's a big transition happening and so in relationships the way this is playing out is that they their cutoff game is real strong they're like no this is uncomfortable bye this is an easy bye yeah they leave jobs they leave um, partners they you know excommunicate themselves from groups that would otherwise be fostering deep emotional maturity for them Mm -hmm. in ways that we just haven't really seen previous generations do Mm -hmm. so it is yeah. So I was sharing with Bree that this work is so important because we find that a lot of the work that we do is translating, <laughs> you know, like creating this space in between the, you know, the boomers all the way to the Gen Z, finding this new middle ground because the paradigm has shifted. We're in a different playing field than our parents were. Mm-hmm. And so it's in some ways not apples and apples anymore. The wisdom that they passed down to us may not necessarily be all... Um, uh, effective thank you yeah may not apply to everything and yet there's parts of it that we don't want to also throw away mm-hmm. so 100% speed, yeah we're up to speed now yeah the biggest difference being and what we're highlighting is boomers tend to really value the commitment and gen z tends to value if it doesn't feel good i'm gonna leave and, and both have merit and value, mm-hmm. right? But it seems like Gen Z is tending to leave relationships that are hard at any point and not put in the work. And it seemed like boomers were staying far too long in relationships that were not healthy or functional and they just lowered their standards in the name of commitment. Mm-hmm. You know, there's got to be a healthy balance. Yeah. 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 Um, such a great point. And I would say that the healthy balance is, again, what you were saying of knowing your 
capacity. Like what we were talking about before we, when we were kind of mapping out where we wanted to take this episode is understanding where you're at and really accepting Mm. where you're at currently is one of the kindest things that you can do for the people around you because that keeps you in your integrity. I know in the past we've talked about like trying on different people's boundaries. That's the beauty of mentorship is you get to try on their boundaries and it feels really like you belong here. Of course, I'm going to do these boundaries because I have the support and the validation and I'm not just figuring it out by myself. Mm. Um, but sometimes that can feel out of integrity because you're not there yet. Your capacity is not here yet. They mm-hmm. have tested and trusted and tested and trusted and therefore this is second nature for them. And until you get to that point, you're going to have to grapple with, is this pulling more of me forward or is this just not something that aligns with my personal makeup and mm-hmm. moral compass and vision for what I want. And that grappling is again the self-trust in the stay go accept this or don't mm-hmm. accept this can be really challenging to navigate totally yeah well said and the only way you know those capacities and limits is through your own discovery it was through dating that I figured out okay these are my deal breakers and challenging those deal breakers you know um, I've given this example before like I thought for sure I can be in a dynamic with somebody who has different religious, spiritual beliefs. That's that's great. I'm a very tolerant person. In experience, it didn't work for me. I realized how much I wanted to be seen in my spirituality and co-create that with a partner and explore it together. Uh, and having starkly different views that contrasted was not in alignment for me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have the capacity, nor the will, nor the want to hold space for it. So it was easy to leave that. I felt the click. This isn't for me and I know it and I don't judge myself for that. Mm -hmm. I just know it's not for me. That's through experiential trial and error of finding out what works. And then once you have that self-awareness, these are my deal breakers. This is what works for me. This is what I know is a boundary. Easy ones. Consistent communication. That's never going to be something I can go without. (laughs) Never. Mm -mm. Someone holding space for uh, emotionally intimate conversations. I will never be able to go without that. Being able to trust my partner. I will never be able to go without that. Um, You know, lots of things like that you realize are deal breakers. I really wanted a partner who enjoyed entrepreneurship, creative thinking. I knew I wanted to be seen in that. The more that you know about what works for you, the easier, more clearly stay or go becomes. Mm -hmm. And when it feels difficult, it's probably because you've not had experience with that particular element yet and you're not clear on, is this a deal breaker for me? And you're just not going to know until it clicks and you know. You might surprise yourself with being able to hold space for it. You might also surprise yourself with, this is not within my capacity. Mm. I I don't envision in my, you know, highest dreams, this being the dynamic. That's okay. Yeah. And to give yourself permission to want that for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Let it be okay that you know what you need in your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think that is something that I challenge my clients with is an opportunity to at least practice expressing that. Mm. Worst case scenario, like you leave this dynamic and you take with you all the experiences and all the self-awareness that you have gained Mm -hmm. from that experience together. Mm -hmm. So worst case scenario, you come out with lots more self-awareness, more confidence, more self-trust. What's the harm in at least before you decide to go saying, you know what, this is something that I'm realizing is becoming more clear that I need. 
are you able to work on this? And if they're like, nope, hard pass, then there's your answer. And if they're like, I'm going to work on that, then you get to decide, okay, I'm going to give myself another month. I'm going to give myself another two months Mm -hmm. and see how this plays out because I've already expressed that this is a non-negotiable for me. And I am, I've done my kindness to myself of expressing myself and see what they do with that. Mm. Is there effort being made in that direction? And if not, that's again, the painful answer. Um, But you walk away from that, having the confidence to express what you're needing. And that is a therapist formerly said, you don't build trust all at once. You test, you trust, you test, you trust, you test, you trust. Mm. And the same is true in the relationship that you have with yourself. You don't know that you can trust yourself until you're willing to stand in that gap and say, this needs not being met and I can't go without it. Is this something that we can work on? Mm-hmm. Knowing that I will not let myself starve. Yes. A <laughs> hundred. I'm just sitting here so like, like ah. lock eyes. Like <laughs> yes. Light Only bulb. the camera will tell us. <laughs> no, I think that was really well said. Really well said. And to keep a pulse on too. Okay, I've realized I don't, you know, this doesn't work for me, and I've communicated the need. Now, how does this person show up? So mm-hmm. I love what Courtney's saying about start practicing the the skill set to speak up. That's the other thing that I notice with. I don't want to just blame Gen Zs, but people who tend to We're be non-committal and just sort mm-hmm. of leave relationship. And I'll out myself. I used to do this too when I was dating, and my cutoff game was so strong because I was so afraid I was going to overfunction or lower my boundary again because I hadn't processed all that trauma, I would just leave without speaking up. And the skill for me was to learn how to say, I know what I need from this. In fact, this is so important. I have a whole module on it in Soft and Secure, the feminine energy program. I teach Courtney as a feminine energy program too. Mm -hmm. Both are wonderful. Um, But in Soft and Secure, you learn about how to communicate your boundaries and needs from a really empowered feminine way, not a controlling way, not a you do this or I'm leaving, Mm -hmm. not an ultimatum way because that's going to pull you into a drama circuit Mm -hmm. unless it's done skillfully and intentionally. That's a story for another day. Mm -hmm. Um, But being able to say, I know what I need to keep my heart open. This is that thing. Are you able to provide this? That skill set opened up so much more space for growth in my partnership, for intimacy in my partnership, for my confidence in myself. And honestly, that was a big part of healing my trust Mm. because I started to recognize, oh, if I have a need that's unmet or like something feels off, I'll just speak up about it. Ding, ding, ding. I'll just speak up. And if this person isn't willing to work on it, then I'll just decide if I need to leave. Or is this okay? Can I get it met somewhere else? But it's okay for me to need what I need and I trust myself to say something when I need something. Not in a controlling way. It's not you do this or I'm gone. It's I know what I need and the vision of relationship I have for myself. Is this also where you want to be going? Mm -hmm. And as Courtney said, if this isn't your person, I say this to every client, Somebody even more aligned is right around the corner. Every time you raise your energetic standard, it was like clockwork for me before I met my partner. I'd be like, oh, I discovered a new boundary. I'm going to let this person go. The next person who came in met that. It was shocking. And then there'd be another thing that I discover. I realize we're not in sync around spirituality. I need to let this person go. That feels right for me. And then the next person who came in, deeply spiritually aligned. 
it was amazing. And your dating experience is going to shrink or expand based on your energetic standards and boundaries, you know? So you get to be honest with yourself. There's no shortage of really good aligned partners for you. The more honest you are about it and realizing you get to have it, the more you allow them in. Hmm. That should have been a coaching call, but... But you're Here welcome. we are on YouTube and podcasts, giving it away. <laughs> Just take that. Take it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Just let that sink in for a second. Moment of silence. <laughs> you're so funny. Um, no, as you were talking, I was just thinking the, the skill of trusting yourself, I think, and I always remind my clients, takes practice. Yeah. You don't get there overnight. No amount of mentoring or self-development is going to magically make that happen. Mm -hmm. There's a different felt sense when you can really rely on yourself to speak up and when you speak up to watch now what's happening i've i've interjected a new part of myself Mm -hmm. and we're changing the dance and we'll see how they respond in uh in sync with that which is what you started with you're like it's the balance of staying present in what is and what was the second half the essence of it was like noticing what's out here Staying in tune with yourself yep. and taking care of yourself and your own needs. Yep. That's pretty much what you said. Oh, man. I just didn't want to paraphrase it. Genius. <laughs> moment of silence for my genius. Full circle moment here. <laughs> Lots of moments of silence. Amazing. <laughs> this is going to be really difficult, especially if you're someone who has some trauma. This is what we were yeah. getting at. Is If you're someone who has some trauma where there has been a fracture to your own self-trust, you get the opportunity within relationship or outside of relationship in the dating space to rebuild that trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can do that with someone or without someone. And sometimes the medicine is both. A hundred percent. At one point, the medicine for me was to be alone and do that. Yep. And now I know like I know the medicine <laughs> is to do it in partnership. Mm-hmm. Speaking, How many times have we said therapist in this episode? Speaking of therapist, I've forgotten what I was going to say. This is my tired brain. I did renovations all week. In my house, and I've forgotten. Hold on. What were we just talking about? Uh, staying, going, self-trust, staying present. Yeah, but they're right before. Do, 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 do. Oh, <laughs> relationships are where you do the work. Oh, yeah. The point of relationships. Mm. <laughs> Thanks, oh, for It's in relationship. It yes. <laughs> it's in relationship that we are injured, and it is in relationship that we are healed. That came from a brilliant therapist that I once worked with, and it was super helpful mm-hmm. because you can do the repair work in relationship. You can, mm-hmm. but you have to have a partner who is willing and happy to do it with you. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be fun if you're pulling them like that. Come on, come to therapy, work on yourself. To me, that's, I don't have that capacity. That's mm-hmm. an overfunction for mm-hmm. me because I want to be up here. I'm going to build my business, help my clients, right? If I'm doing this, it's your, I would feel kind of resentful and I already know that about myself because I've done it only from life experience. I know it doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. For some people it does. And there was a time in my life when it did work and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It will be a slow leak in your energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And to love someone well, you do have to be able to hold some space while they grow. That just is part of it. You aren't yes. who you're going to be 10 years from now right now. 
And if your partner is loving you well, you will blossom into that sooner rather than later. And this is reciprocal. I love, I think your mom said, relationships aren't convenient. Oh, therapist. Therapist. Okay. You know, I sometimes said, am I being too needy? She <laughs> said, relationships are not supposed to be convenient. You want convenient to be alone. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, men in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Gentle parenting, that yeah. right there. Um, anyway. I forget where I was going with that. But essentially, that is the point of relationships. Mm-hmm. We're not here to figure it out all on our own. We have to also give the grace that we would like to have. That doesn't mean that you stay in a situation that's slowly draining your energy. That's where you get to speak up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's been the hardest lesson that I have had to learn in relationship is that I have to speak up more. Mm-hmm. Probably more than I realized. Mm-hmm. More than I realized that I realized. More than I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the resolution happens. So um, if that's something that you're struggling with, know that it's safe to speak up even more because mm-hmm. worst case scenario, this relationship dissolves and you have that skill. You've proven to yourself that you will speak up and that is the thing that you will walk away with for the rest of your life. That is the full circle. Mm-hmm. Because I trust myself to speak up, I also trust myself to stay in the dynamic because I know that I will know if it's time to go. Mm-hmm. And I also know that not to open a can of worms, which I won't, but sounds like it. I know that I can handle the feeling on the other side if I had to go. And that is often what keeps people staying is fear of abandonment because they've not done. So my work is based in somatic based healing. I know Courtney's work is also done that way. We both go through the body because trauma stays mm-hmm. in the body. Mm-hmm. If you've not done the intentional skill learning to know how to feel your feelings and release them it is really hard to initiate a breakup or to leave because you're avoiding all those feelings. That's what's on the other side. I don't want to feel sad, lonely, grief, anxious. I don't want to think about them dating somebody else. But when you have a skill set to feel your feelings and alchemize them and you know how to move it through your body so that you're not a prisoner to your feelings, you feel them and let them go, which is what we're designed to do as emotional human beings, then you can leave and trust yourself. Okay, I know, but I know how to feel grief. Mm. I know how to feel sadness. I know what to do if I feel anxious. Mm -hmm. I know that it's going to hurt to see them dating somebody else. And I know that I can handle that. You trust that you can handle the outcomes. It all comes back to self-trust. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Let us That is the can of worms. I'm going to not go there, but... (laughs) Right, you saw? Does she take the bait? The theoretical worm? Don't take it! (laughs) Anyway, all right, cringe. We'll do a whole episode on that. Actually, that's like a whole master. We have a master class on that. Oh, yes. We have a whole master class on that. So mm-hmm. if that's something that you want some more skills around, navigating triggers in an empowered way and how to get your partner to open up more for women and how to support her, what she's asking for emotionally and how to give it to her. Mm. Great master classes, all like 100 those. bucks or something for all of them. I can't remember. But yeah. I'll tell you. Use the code partners and... They're amazing. Yeah. They really are. And Court and I are uh, very intentional, diligent. We've poured information into those. So juicy. Yeah. Juicy. Any last thoughts on staying, going, trusting yourself? I feel like this was a juicy episode. Yeah. Let us know. Click below and give us your feedback on your situation where you had to stay or go. A, what you decided to do and how you knew that you were ready mm. to stay or go. What was the click? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. 
it's a whole nother the stories um, if you have questions around feminine masculine energy dating relationship you want us to answer it on the show we're happy to drop your questions we will um, accumulate them all and if you want more long-term transformation personalized individual private coaching courtney and i both off- you're offering private coaching right yeah yeah we both offer private coaching so you can apply for those we'll put links to both in the show notes as always mm-hmm. check out our programs on our websites that's it yeah that's it trust yourself mm-hmm. you right. know we will see, see you later in the next episode i was doing my best free voice too <laughs> <laughs> see you later